Right in three, two, one. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Level With You show. My name is Wiley Olmstead, and this week I am joined by the Duartistic One, Anthony Duart himself. How's it going? The Sub-Zero Hero, a.k.a. the Dominican Bakugo, Kenny Castro. Hola. And the Not-So-Phantom Producer, he's up there with his tank top looking swole, Tyler Hadley. My hair's down. It's not up today. It's not. You're looking like, I don't know, some sort of... Looking like a snack. This, this is how I like look a after, snack. That's how I look after the shower. Whoa. This is casual. Like a delicious bug snack. Yeah, bug dirty, snack. Dirty, dirty casual tonight. Dirty casual. That's the best kind of casual. You mean grease fox, grease steak. If you didn't know, this is a weekly video game podcast where the four of us get together and talk about you guessed it, video games. You can find the show live on twitch.tv slash level with you every Tuesday evening at around six o'clock. We're a few minutes late this evening. Sorry if you've been just eagerly anticipating it by the computer. You can find us the following day on YouTube services and podcast services. If you'd like to submit a question into the show, you can reach out to us via a YouTube comment, via a message on Discord. If you want to join our Discord, I highly encourage it. It's been more active than ever in the past few weeks. Um, and you can squat up look if you're looking to play a certain thing with one of us, or if you have any requests on something you'd like us to stream, you can do it there. Thank you so much for your support. Now we got not a whole lot of games that we've been playing that are new. There is a lot going on in the industry, and there's a lot to discuss. Um, some of it not so good. In fact, most of it not so good, although I'm going to try to keep the energy positive and... Um, even though that we're going to be talking about some not so not so great things that over the past couple of weeks I've neglected to put in the outline because I'd wanted to learn a little bit more and uh, not jump to conclusions and didn't want to kind of go in without a full deck and have some time to to react to it in uh, a more thought out fashion. So we're going to get to that shortly, but before we do, let's do our weekly check in with each other and find out how folks have been doing. Um, Tyler, how are you doing up there in the upper right-hand corner? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Been a pretty good week. Uh, last week I had kind of the house to myself because my girlfriend Ooh. was was away. Uh, and, and the boys will play. Oh did you, yeah. What did you do? Did you run around naked? Did you did you get to sleep naked again? Did you you have to close the door when you peed? Uh, well, I still got the roommate here, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you still have the roommate. <laughs> Whatever. You guys have been he, together long enough. You're all has people, right? right? He's seen it all, right, Tyler? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, what else did I do? I went to a 4th of July little party. Uh, nothing too big and crazy. More, more just like a small uh, family thing at my friend's house. But they made a bunch of really good food. Uh, ribs and pork and chicken. All in the grill and... End of the night with a fire and some s'mores. Hell that was yeah. good. Doesn't get much more American than that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What about you guys? Do you guys have any Fourth of July fun times or were you self quarantining? I pretty much did the same thing Tyler did. I roommate's mom had a couple people over, like family thing for Fourth of July. So uh as I usually do on the weekends, I woke up at five and then mm -hmm. took a shower and then we went there and I got very, really drunk. I ate a lot of really good food, and then I we had s'mores at night. It was really good. Really, you get s'mores too? Okay. Yeah. Guess they're alive and kicking. 
They Anthony, are. Oh, Anthony dude. didn't go to sleep until five. He's he's right yeah, in the Discord right. at five a.m. Really, it was awesome. I was like, I, was I, like, I need you. I think it was actually eight thirty a.m. It might have been. It was really <laughs> I late. Don't know. It, it was late. We, we stayed up pretty late. <laughs> um. So some more. As you guys go for the whole like, how many squares of Hershey per cook cookie? Well, like this little square, or like we talking half a bar squares? Half a bar. Like oh, I go for you, like one half bar, one one half bar. Uh, yeah, one oh, half bar. I usually mushroom, do. I usually do like a, like a row. It's like like the three like like uh, rectangles. Just like that's a not row. enough. That's, that's too thin. I think man. it's enough. <laughs> you gotta do. I'm with Tyler. If I, Anthony, if you're if you're just gonna have one, I agree. But sometimes you want to have two. And well, I mean, how do you think I, my body got like this in the <laughs> in the past couple months? is isn't from doing those little little sliver s'mores. It's from doing big double stuffs. Body by Hershey. Oh yeah. Nice. And what about you, Kenny? What you what were you up to? I'm I'm guessing you were grilling for some folks. No, actually, surprising Saturday, very mellow, low key, just us. Me and me and Dolly. Um, we went nowhere. We just stayed home. Um, and we just kind of kept it okay. You know, her. We were originally gonna spend time with my in-laws, but they wanted to go to Hampton Beach, and that I knew that was gonna be insane because it's Hampton Beach. You know, oh, it's probably mm-hmm. wild. Um, so I wasn't. We weren't gonna do that. So we stayed home. We got actually got ready because the next day we were having visitors over. You know, uh, my brother Christian, you know, was bringing his girlfriend, his new girlfriend over, so we could meet her. Ooh, another and girlfriend. <laughs> well, remember the, going one, on, one was, the one he was seeing last year, right, Tyler? Remember that one, Anna. Said bye to him and was like, "Oh, I'm being, you know, I gotta take this job overseas." And then, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. like, I'm leaving in a week. And then three weeks later, he bumped into our stopping shop, and it was awkward. <laughs> I started. Mm. My plane got delayed. My moving got delayed. Uh, so it was cool. You know, we met her. I made steak um, on the grill, wings. I did three different wings. I did roasted garlic wings. I did Memphis barbecue wings, and I did a. Sweet spicy teriyaki wing. I'll grill them all in the grill, and oh, some yeah. grilled asparagus. I, you know how I, how I go in when I well, get a couple drinks, fire up the grill. You guys saw me, saw my performance. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, you can, you can get it going. You go, you're there for like hours. So, yep, that's what's up. Hey, thanks, uh, Broadway Vic, for uh, subscribing, and I hope you enjoy your fat bowl of honey fro- honey nut honey nut frosted flakes. I didn't know they had honey nut frosted flakes. I thought it was just Regular frosted flakes, and then, uh, and I know they elaborated on that, but that's great. That must yes. be new honey nut frosted flakes. Yeah, that's fucking tight. I'm gonna have to get some. I gotta go grocery shopping anyway. I want you guys though. One thing, even though he subscribed, we can't get away without slander. Get me? You know, Broadway <laughs> big out here. He was talking his nonsense, talking about oh, you guys got lucky in the smash face off and all that good <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second, I thought we dominated that. So, you know, I've been in their streams playing Smash with them, and I, and I told them, get your crew back together. You guys can rematch us whenever. <laughs> yeah, you know? we're down. We're down. Just let we're us know down. time and I'm place. I'm surprised they didn't say the same to us. They're like, get your crew back together. You guys hardly do things together anymore. <laughs> well, you know, we've been, we've been busy people, right? You know? Oh, yeah. I know. I Honestly, Wiley's been on a cook-off. I feel like we need a separate channel for Wiley's cooking. That'd be yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler and, the, and the new romance, you know, his girlfriend moving in. I feel like that blossomed into something. So that was in all his canoe trips. So it's been busy to get together. Oh, yeah. Down the lake with Tyler. 
whole lot of Warzone for me, so it's tough to catch me. You guys are always like 20 games of Warzone deep in the trenches with, with these guys on Xbox, so it's tough to get together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. We did manage to get together and play. I think it may have actually been Risk last. Risk of Rain 2. We played a, a run of Risk of Rain 2. Me, you, and Tyler did at least. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe we'll save that for a little bit. I just wanted to say for my 4th of July, my folks invited me over. And it's kind of becoming a weekly or bi-weekly thing where they have us over for dinner. And they'll cook us dinner. And we sit in the yard. And we try our best to social distance. And, you know... Yeah. Of course, occasionally when you're walking through the kitchen and you're helping clean up, you're definitely within more less than six feet of each other. And it's hard on my mom. She's like, you know, wanting to give us a hug and yada, yada, shit like that. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I still feel the need to keep my distance. I went to the beach on Monday in, at Musquamacate, Rhode Island. It was beautiful. Elena is a big beach girl. I, I really like the beach too, since I've been with her for six, seven years now. And, um, you know, we were around a lot of people. Like we got there early, we we're the early birds, but it was like jam packed by one o'clock. And then it just got to a point where we're just like, we gotta get out of here. There's people everywhere. Nobody's wearing masks and whatever. But did you guys see that video? No, of the I think you're less likely to get it outside. Yeah, because you're not like breathing down each other's throats. But I mean, I'm no doctor. But did you guys see the video of the guy in Florida who uh, dressed up like the Grim Reaper and was going around to the different beaches and trying to warn people of like, hey man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. coronavirus. And then that one, like, there's one big, like, dumpy fat guy who came up and was like, oh, fuck you, man, get the fuck out of here. And you're like, got no little, I didn't get into a scuffle, but he kept arguing at him and it was really, it was just funny. Just <laughs> something. Sounds I saw funny. that. Yeah, I saw the pics of the guy in this suit, but um, I didn't, you know, see that that video you're talking about. And after I got back, I'm like, all right. And then you, you see all these the news stories about how it's skyrocketing in Florida and Texas, and yeah, everything's bad and nothing's getting better. I mean, hey, I was in Texas. You're in Texas. You're fine. Nothing to worry <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> You're not slowly carrying a disease like the T virus that could kill us. No, I got I got tested. I'm negative. Nice. Did you got William yeah. Burke over here. Yeah, right. I'm gonna spill your samples. Wow, me being wired really is making a huge difference. Like I can, it, there's so much less lag in the conversation. <laughs> are you, so, so widely, for those that don't know, extrapolate. Are you talking about a coffee buzz? Or are you talking about a technological buzz? What are you talking about? When you say when you, <laughs> you say, say you said you're wired. wired. <laughs> Oh, I am now wired. Oh, yeah, like me being I, wired. <laughs> not using Wi-Fi. Yes, sorry. I should have specified. Mm. Um, no, that's okay. I like that, though. I was like, ooh, I want coffee, too. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Ever since Caitlin but came into my life, I've been drinking a lot more coffee. Oh, yeah. Nice. I've been drinking my usual two cups in the morning, occasional one in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Usually, I usually just have one in the morning. And you use a French press? Uh, sometimes we, she did get a, uh, uh, whatever, low, like a drip coffee pot. So we've, we've been using that too. So much easier. That's what yeah, I it use. Is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Um, I do that and I use a coffee grinder. Usually I like the, like the whole bean smell. You grind them up in the morning. Something to look forward to when you wake up. It's so tight. French presses are the way to go, man. 
Yeah, they're really good. They're so fucking good. My roommate has something that's like a French press, except for it's like a, a tube, and he lowers something, mm-hmm. and it doesn't leave any residue. Oh, at yeah, the that's bottom. the yeah. Oh, really? yeah, that's, that's a, I've seen those. That's a French press. That's what Caitlin has here. Yeah, just a little tube yeah. thing that you push, and it's just got no, a little. This is literally like a plastic, like literally tube, like not uh, like a carafe. Oh, gotcha. I, 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 yeah, I, I'm okay, not sure what it's called. That's interesting. Um, the sump pump of coffee. Well, sounds like we all had a pretty pleasant Fourth of July weekend. Glad everybody's still healthy and staying safe. I know. Um, I miss everybody though. I, w- I can't wait for fish. us to get back together. I know. I told you guys, and I was really drunk, and I still feel the same way. We all got to hang out soon. Anthony's got to have a pool party at his dad's house. <laughs> I have a pool party. Got to jump in. No diving board though. Cost of the insurance go up. Oh no. <laughs> why get out. That's why we got rid of the trampoline. I cried. That would be nice. Definitely would like to get in a pool and being around you guys again would definitely be fun. Although we just we gotta. I'm gonna hug you so hard, Wiley. And yeah, it's gonna be really hard. You're not, not gonna to be able to run it. It's just gonna be your vision, but it's just gonna be me just running at you all dumpy. Just. I look gonna hug him so hard, which means he's gonna dry hump you. Oh yeah. Oh geez. How much because of how much he messes you. Yeah, you got two sides, oh, front and back. Your excitement, you're gonna, it's gonna be like, is that a hug or is that a dry hug? Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll draw, I'll, I'll draw the line at kisses. I won't, I won't, uh, I won't spread no saliva. Tongue. Yeah. Okay. Just okay. Fair enough. As long as you're wearing a mask. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Kiss me through the mask, babe. <sighs> Alrighty. Anything anybody else wants to mention before we hop into some game talk? I don't know. I could go for a coffee right now, but that's not here nor there. So, yeah, coffee. I've already transitioned into the beer game, so coffee will have to wait until the AM. True. All right. All right. All right. So let's dive into what we've been playing. Not a whole lot new for me, but I do have some stuff to touch on. Tyler is the one with the more interesting things to say. He's the one that played Ubisoft's new battle royale, Hyperscape. Hyperscape. It's now in beta. That's a good one. Going to be. Officially released on, I believe, July 16th. Is that still the tentative release date? Um, I'm not exactly sure. I know the beta testing ends today. So it's possible that in about a week from now, week and a half from now, that they could be launching it. It's going to be launching on all all platforms, too. Including the Switch. Yeah. Wow. Cool. So you... You played a couple hours of it, and what were your thoughts? Uh, so the game is a 99-person battle royale, uh, three-person squads. And, I mean, it's cool. It's kind of, it's definitely trying to be like Apex, I feel like, in, in a way where there are different guns, there's different uh, abilities, um, but the abilities aren't locked to any specific hero um i mean you have heroes but really it's they're just like cosmetics uh but the abilities in the game are called hacks and you pick them up during the match um and you can have two two different abilities at, at a time so they have like a tell, a so tell- there, what's up there, there's no is there differences in characters or or no no just cosmetic differences in characters so there's like okay. there's like there's like three male characters and three female characters or something Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, they just look different. 
Um, That's why they get the cash. That's going to be all those microtransactions because you don't want to look the same as your buddy playing. You want to have the cool hat. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, So, yeah, the the abilities, the hacks, you you pick them up in-game. You can have two at a time. They're things like a teleport skill. There's, like, a super jump skill. Uh, There's, like, a radar skill. It's kind of like Bloodhounds and and Apex. Uh, There's one that, like, you turn into a bouncy ball and get, like, super armor. Uh, That sounds fun. There's... Another a little one. bit of Fortnite influence there. Remember those yeah. bounce, bouncy balls from like oh, season yeah, yeah. nine? Yeah, I think so. How's the movement? Does it feel like fluid when you're the movement is, is it's very fluid. There's like a lot of movement, especially like compared to like all the other battle royals out battle royale games out there. Uh, it's mm. probably the most mobile um, of any of the any of the ones I've played, uh, and mm. it's also very vertical. So. The it's not like the typical battle royale where there's a circle that's closing in on you. Instead, there's districts, um, and throughout the match, the districts um, start eroding. Or I know there's a, there's a term for it, but uh, they start like breaking down, and which means they just like start turning black and then eventually fall off the map. Uh, so if you're stuck in a district that uh, erodes or whatever, uh, you basically just fall off the map and die. Right in huh. the ether. Um, so there's like warnings that'll tell you like when those districts are uh, being eliminated and stuff like that. Um, but it's very vertical. You're able to like jump on top of buildings pretty easily. Yeah, you have a double jump um, in it, so you just have a double jump from the very beginning. Every character. Um, Is there any sort of gulag type thing where you can die and be revived? Uh, no, there's no there's no gulag per se, but so when when you do die, uh, you become like a ghost kind of character, uh, where you can still move freely around the map as as like if you were still alive, uh, but nobody can see you except for your squad. Um, and while you're like this ghost character, you can still ping enemies and like items and stuff like that for your team to see. Um, and then in order to get revived you need to find uh, a revive station, which is basically where um, where other players are eliminated. Uh, other players who are eliminated after you die uh, create the revive stations, and then you just like sit at one of those, and then you have to meet up with uh, one of your live squad members to revive you. Um, and, and you could do that all the way up to, if you're eliminated in the first two minutes, you can do it like with 10 players left. I believe so. Yep. Interesting. Uh, what one thing that's also interesting, just in terms of the match itself, um, can't remember what it's called. It's like a, it's like claim the crown or something like that. Is what the the match itself is called. Oh, be- something king. I think I saw someone play that. So the way that the game ends is either you're the last team standing, or I think when there is only like like five like. Four to I can't remember how many exactly, but when there's a, a low number of squads left, a crown appears, and then the squad who picks up the crown, if they hold on to the crown for 45 seconds, then they win the match. But once they pick up the crown, then it shows like their location, and people are just like flocking to them. Wow, that's kind of crazy. I mean, it's it's surprising to me how developers are continuing to make battle royales feel distinct and and unique in, in ways in a, in a genre that 
you know, doesn't didn't originally seem, at least to us who are not game developers, that when it first started, it's like it's a hundred player deathmatch, everybody falls onto an island. But you know, with first Fortnite and then Apex and then uh, Warzone and now Hyperscape, it seems like they're all finding their own little some sort of niche, and it's it's the genre of the last five years for sure. That's been able to engage people and get squads playing unlike really anything else uh, as far mm. as mainstream ap appeal goes so everything you're saying about its fluidity and its movement and its verticality seems very interesting to me um and yeah it's know, a lot of fun play. yeah it's free to play uh, i think it would be a lot more fun like with like playing with you guys as opposed to like just like random people um because yeah. i think it is a, a game that you should be communicating with a squad if you actually want to do well. Mm -hmm. Does um, it have a jump jump master mechanic like Apex? A, a jump a jump master mechanic? What do you mean? Yeah, like like do people like uh, automatically follow you once you set a jump location? Or yeah, so I mean, like... there's a there's a ping system. So typically, somebody will ping somewhere, and then they can confirm the the drop location or something like that. Okay. Cool. Um, they got them on their own. Okay. Um, and then I'll talk a little bit about just like the the weapons. So I mean, they have like kind of the the basic weapons that you would imagine, like the SMGs, assault rifles, shotguns, uh, sniper rifles. Um, then they also have some other kind of like energy weapons that like fire off like an electrical burst that like explodes on impact and stuff like that. Um, and the way the weapons work and how you get stronger weapons is you fuse the weapons together so say i pick up a, a shotgun um and i find another one of the same shotguns in the map uh i just fuse the guns together and i think each gun has like four different levels so like the first time i fuse a gun i'll get like increased mag size the second time i fuse a gun it'll give me like extra reload speed the next time it'll give me more damage or, or something like that um, and every gun can be fused uh, with its with itself like four different times, um, and you can also fuse abilities too. Um, so as you find the same ability, they just, that just like stacks on each other. And I think abilities mm -hmm. when you fuse them, uh, it reduces cooldown time. Well, that sounds pretty neat, and uh, I think we'll all give it a shot before. Well, I guess it'll be right after we record next week's show because it comes out in just over a week from now so we'll have some more impressions to give everybody on hyperscape but thanks for the detailed first impressions tyler sounds pretty cool no problem no problem and kenny there's there's this game that's been taking some twitch audiences by storm and we had one of our uh viewers actually reach out and request for you to play this game are, are you ready to talk to it now talk about it now or your pc crashed Okay, bummer. That's so a really I, good. I like that he he's he's very stoic. He's, he's, like, <laughs> he's one of those like I'm a man of not many words. Like, okay, so we're gonna have to come back to Kenny for his thoughts on Man Eater, um, which is the open world shark PG that's getting RPG. a good oh, amount of buzz. Uh, personally, unfortunately, I didn't play too much new to talk about with our audience after The Last of Us Part Two. I'm waiting for that next big. AAA story-driven experience to really dive into, and it's coming soon with Ghost of Tsushima, which I am super excited for. When and does that come out again? Comes out July, 
I believe, 19th. So Ooh, two less more weeks. Than, One less week. Than, yeah, 12 Ooh. days. Ooh. Paper Mario comes out soon too. Paper it Mario really? comes out July twenty third. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I, I don't know. After I get, I want to look into it more, but it just, just bring back the partners, bring back the turn based battles, bring back the the star points, experience points, bring back the badges. I thought it looked really good from what I saw. I mean, I only saw that one big trailer, but I was like, dang, this looks pretty epic. To be fair, I've only seen like the trailer and maybe like five or ten minutes of it, so I can't I can't judge it by any means yet, but. I just hope it's good. In other words, you're full of shit. I am. <laughs> I haven't proved yet. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm hoping to put Paper Mario on my birthday list because my birthday's coming up on the 28th. And uh, ooh, amiibos. That would be cool. I hope they do a Paper Mario amiibo. That's what they need to do. That would be cool. Uh, Kenny, so you're back. Are you uh, on mic now or? I'm on my headset because my PC crashed and I'm restarting it. Okay, well, so I'm um, not sure what craziness happened there. That's all right. You still sounded pretty, pretty good. So I was legit getting ready to ask you about Maneater, your opening hours with the Shark PG, and what you thought about it. Um, it was pretty decent. I will start off with my big thing of it. Like it was forty dollars. I did not buy it. One of our followers, I got to give him the shout out, GhostMick33. Um, he bought it and he was like, hey, it would be cool if you stream it. I've been playing it. Um, and I was like, you know, he's a friend of mine from high school, but, you know, he follows and he really likes our content. So he was like, it'd be cool if you streamed it. And I'm like, I'll stream it and I'll play it, you know, which I oh, did. Yeah. I did stream it. Um, I will say it's not worth the $40. Okay. At least from what I've played so far of it. It's fun. It's entertaining. Very repetitive, though. <laughs> and maybe I'm not that great at the combat, but it, the combat, you know, can struggle at times. So you're getting harpooned um, and shit? You, you'll get shot by, like, people on the boats, you know, the hunters, you know, the fishermen, right? Um, but you don't only fight them and it's the backdrop of the whole game is like a reality tv show right so you start off you you start off as the mom the main character of the reality tv show guts her and then you're you you survive as the baby and then you have to mom, evolve mom shark and grow well mom shark is you know <laughs> that's the prologue and you come out yeah. of, uh, and he rips you out of out of mommy. He's like, oh, look at look at the the, the baby. He marks <laughs> you so he can hunt you look as you baby. grow older, right? And then you take his arm, you you eat his hand before being released into the water and so, and needing to survive. Oh my gosh. Uh, you do have some decent encounters with um, allig uh, alligators and barracudas, like Very so. You cool. have the water predators as well. That you have to worry about, and not just the land predators. So, are you um, playing as a great white or a hammerhead, or you get a choice? I think it's a great white. You don't get a choice. You know, they okay. give you that one, the one shark. It's a great white. Um, very interesting with like the, you know, you could depending on like, you know, the mini bosses or the bosses that you take down and challenges you take down. You unlock these customizable things like um, I, right now I have like these bio bioelectric teeth um, on my shark. 
So, you know, it does some shock damage to enemies nearby when I bite somebody. Um, so it's pretty decent. You could add yep, that would some... shock you as well if you're underwater, but exactly. video games. But you're mutating to <laughs> exactly. You're you're also mutating to be resistant to it. So I guess you know <laughs> they go either way. Um, but it is somewhat repetitive. Most of the time, you're hunting down these bo- tre- uh, treasure boxes in the in the area to gain experience and to gain. Um, you know, the resources for certain abilities to upgrade them to, you know, upgrade your um, equipable abilities or whatever you want to call them. Um, For the most part, it's not bad. It's not bad. I would rather like a $30 game. I think the extra $10, I'm not, you know, I'm a good three hours in. Maybe it gets a little better. I foresee it just being the same repetitive new area, hunt down these things, Attack, uh, attack the attack the the humans. Get hunted down. Increase your infamy. Um, from my understanding, you can evolve and grow all the way to a mega a megalodon. Wow, um, pretty sweet. That, so, that sounds pretty good. I think that's when you reach level thirty. That's your your peak evolution. Okay, so far. Can you do anything like summon a Sharknado? Ooh. No, not not that I've seen so far. That's the um, DLC. Call it channel. I will say though, you can do kind of some. I think it's cool. So let's say I so I've done it a couple times where I'm being attacked by the humans, and I'll grab, I'll jump up, grab a human off a boat, and then I'll go into slow motion and hurl them at another boat <laughs> and take out another human that's there. So it's like yes. I use a human against another human. <laughs> That's what you gotta do. You gotta put us against uh, each other. Yeah, I think the big, the toughest fights I have had is each area has an apex predator. So I've gone against the apex barracuda and I've gone against the apex alligator. Those are tough fights because these are like the area boss um, from the water predators, and they they're normally a couple levels above you, and they're never by themselves. So it's like a Fight with the with against them and their little mini their minions, and they get they can get a little interesting. But the whole lock on system or just being able to target sometimes is wonky. So yeah. sometimes I'm missing my my bites and I'm like I get an attack and then I'm running away, trying mm-hmm. to eat small fish to replenish health, and then coming back and attacking again. So it's, sometimes I find myself because I'm not great at the combat, uh-huh. attacking my health getting low and then running away and eating small fish. And then coming back when I have health again, and just go and just you know, just a cycle of that. Instead of repeating, depending okay. on the fight. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds like you know, somewhere around where the critics have been saying it's a fun gimmick and maybe a seven or so out of ten, but it's not like gonna set anybody's world on fire. But I love the concept. I love that you're streaming it and hope that you do so again later in the week because uh, it sounds like if not uh, a deep time a fun time but it, but it is a deep time because it's, it's... a deep deep mm-hmm. time to go with the deep yeah. end and so the, is it in the is deep. it always you versus like everything else you get any like little buddy sharks or whatever or is it always just you just only like lone so shark you against and so so far it's just you against everything else and You're sometimes i like Xbox, to swim right? in a... yeah i got it on the xbox i believe it might be on on ps4 is it a is it, sure. is it an easy uh, thousand gamer score? 
I, I was looking at it, and it does look like an easy 1,000 gamer score. And I was like, you know what? I'm about time to get, get it. There you yeah. go. Free, man. Um, Might as well. Oops. Exactly. I'm hoping, you know, this has been a little red flag with the PC crashing because my hope was that I was going to eat dinner and actually stream tonight some of that because I didn't think I was going to hop on, ba- on Warzone. Mm-hmm. But until I figure why this crashed right now, I'm going to put a hold on, you know, promising any stream tonight or tomorrow. Check your drivers. Gotcha. Update them. I know. I should do Update that. Update them drivers. Oh, yeah. All right, Anthony. Now, you told me before the show that you mainly been playing the mobile game Seven Deadly Sins, which nobody cares about. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are missing out. <laughs> also, if anybody plays Dragon Ball Z Dokkan Battle, another shitty mobile game that nobody cares about, um, <laughs> the fourth or fifth anniversary started today and tomorrow, so you get a bunch of free shit just for logging in. So if you play, log in, you get your good good stuff. If you don't play and you want to start, log in, you get a whole bunch of cool shit. Cool. That's all I was doing. just joshing. If you if you got anything to say about Seven Deadly Sins, no, no, I know it's 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 just a nice <laughs> game. It's just it's literally just a time killer. It's great to great to play when you poop. If you want like a turn based RPG with uh, character collecting and different colors, I think you're the only one to have impressions on Min Min, the newest Smash fighter. You want to give your hot tips and tricks on how to become a pro with Min Min? I wish. I wish I could go that far. I played a couple matches. They were fun. Uh, her mechanic when you her down B is you switch your different arms out, and depending on what kind of direction you. I guess the only one I really experimented with was the big ball because I had like a hard hitting and it was really cool because you could do whatever the side B with her special arm that you switch to and then you could kind of follow up with her other arm because her other arm is always that little dragon head. So you can switch mm-hmm. from like dragon head you start off with. You can switch to she starts off with a dragon on one hand, a little like hoop ring thing on the other one that you can like curve and throw out, which is really neat. And you can always follow it up with the other hand. And then you could switch that to like that big wrecking ball, which is the one I that is not it doesn't have a huge range but when it connects it can knock out at like i think you take a stock at like maybe 50 60 percent so oh, it's, wow. if you get hit with that you gotta be careful if you can charge if it gets charged up all the way it's kind of like one of little max punches except less charge time um there's that and then there's the dragon head which is just kind of uh the same as the other arm if you're i could see here being pretty intricate to try to learn how to combo and learning when and uh, where to switch your arms and how to kind of connect everything how do we think this game is going to affect the sales of ARMS, the Switch, I believe, launch game, if not launch within, like, mm-hmm. launch window? Is it going to shoot up 1,700%? It made me want to buy it, because I never played it. <laughs> I, like, I, 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 I like I the character so. designs. You don't even think a little bit, Tyler? It's not going to get a little... Uh, Maybe a little bit, but not anything significant, I don't think. It'll probably, if anything, it's such it'll, an it'll old get game a at this point. Maybe it'll get a sequel, like what spurred, uh, you know, Marth and Roy... Yeah. From the game when we got him in the GameCube, when we got Melee. Melee, yeah. That was, like first, like, that was my first exposure to him. But I was like, "Well, oh, I want to play as the anime sword boys." I thought Marth was a girl for the longest time. <laughs> do you ha- do you have arms, Tyler? Mm. Yeah, he's got two of them right there. Somebody in our friends the group had arms. Oh no, that was uh, one of the nights we recorded the podcast at uh, my dad's place. Like. Years ago, and my friend Matt came over at the time, and he just got arms. We played uh, it. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah. I, I texted him um, asking same, him if I could buy it from him. He never responded. I, I was just going to say, like, I wonder if it's still going for $59.99. It, it is. I just checked. Oh, my gosh. Either you there, you find it. Yeah, or you can go on eBay and get it for $49.99 or $39 oh. if you're lucky. Wow. That's crazy. 
Nintendo digging in their heels on that no price cut strat. I wonder yeah, how it's going. Baby. I was like, I want to buy Luigi's Mansion 3. It's a year old now. It's got to be cheap. <laughs> but no. Nope. All right. So <laughs> the games I've been playing, um, Borderlands 3 has been taking up the vast majority of my time. I, I've gotten pretty darn deep into it. I would say I'm at the well over 20 hour mark um, level 28 nearing the end of the single player game and i think i just got access to the final planet only only reason i know that is because i was speaking with it to with a, another buddy that's beaten it a couple times and he said oh yeah you you know you just finished the swamp planet that's the biggest planet you still got one to go there's not as much content there as the swamp planet but uh, there's a good amount of stuff so i think it's a lot of fun. This is my first Borderlands that I've ever, ever really gotten into. I, I think that the uh, side missions are, are detailed in a way that you don't get from a lot of these looter shooters, and there's funny things that really flesh out the characters and story, and the weapons are always entertaining. In fact, I wish there were a little bit less, fewer weapons. Like it, As in my experience with many looting games, my least favorite part of them is just gathering so many of things in my inventory that I pick up for no other reason but to sell. And I'm like, uh, I really don't want to have this. Like, I'm a very organized person for the most part, so I don't like to have all these green and gray weapons in my inventory that are just giving me sort of OCD and... I don't know. That's just a, a staple of the genre. You're picking up all this stuff that you're mm. either going to, you know, break down into materials or you're going to sell and that's that's par for the course so i'm not that's not a complaint it's just my own uh misgivings with the genre in general but i think that do you get the um the gun that shoots out guns yet what <laughs> i did not i think i actually got that in my first initial playthrough where i stopped at like level 14 or something a gun that shoots guns that sounds super familiar mm-hmm. um do you get to pick no, up the guns you shoot yeah. You do. Oh wow. Uh, I've got a couple guns that you know are grenades. When you reload, you like you throw the guns. That's that's a nice perk. Um, you know, there's a few legendaries that you get early on that you know through randomized drops that have ended up being staples for me through most of my playthrough. Like I have one that's um, a really good toxic submachine gun called Cloud Kill that just is does really good DPS as well as toxifying the area around and all the enemies and like that and anthony's yawn means it's time to move on no no it's okay i'm just i'm really tired i'm <laughs> sorry i like borderlands no, no. a lot i have to I, just, I gotta get back into it yeah i, I would love to play with you guys video did you i did yeah i wanted to catch up um i watched it before it came out but it was really nice and i forget what the youtube channel was but there's if you are confused or you're afraid like you want to jump into Borderlands 3 without having to slog through like 1 and 2, which are still great games in their own right. But I know, mm-hmm. like, I was just like, I didn't finish them, but I, I liked them, so I just want to know how the story wrapped up. But it was really good. It was cool to go back, see all the lore, and they cover the story from Tales from the Borderlands, which is a really good story to it. Yeah, I love Tales from the Borderlands. That's the actually only previous Borderlands games that I completed, and the main character, Reese, plays a pretty good uh, character for the middle chunk of Borderlands 3, and that was fun to see. They did That's not awesome. get they didn't get Troy Baker back to reprise his role, and there was some oh, drama, no. some drama surrounding that. But uh, the the impersonator does a pretty good job, and 
overall, I found the the story to be at times sort of infuriatingly uh, juvenile, like especially mm. early on and some of the jokes there. Like there's a, a a game show called Who Wants to Bang a Bazillionaire? And he's <laughs> talking to you like every five minutes through his intercom, just making really dirty puns and just not being funny. But yeah, it does get grating after a while when you're like, okay, dude, I get it. Yeah, it's grating. But but later on, I think, especially in the swamp area, there's some neat characters. But when you get into uh, Hammerlock, a character who is big in two, and Wainwright, who I think they, spoilers, get married in the DLC. So that's fun. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying my time with it. And I, th- I think I'll probably have the story wrapped up. Uh, the season pass, unfortunately, is still $49.99. Um, so... And I probably want a little break from it anyway, but I do think I will come back to it once the DLC goes on sale, pick up that season pass and just continue with it. I mean, the game has a great amount of content as as it is, so I feel like it's worth investing in, even if you aren't going to necessarily be one of those folks that comes back for the end game grind. Like, it's almost a given that you will in Destiny. One thing that separates Borderlands is that the um, campaign is significant enough that if you're a single player person, I think that it can still satisfy you. Um, and I think that that's one way that sets it apart and makes it old school. And by old school, I mean like 2011, 2012 old school. And other than that, played a few more matches of Rogue Legacy, or not matches, uh, runs when I was on vacation the other night. Still getting my butt kicked. Didn't manage to beat the first boss, of which there are several because they're randomized. It was a giant eyeball. Slashed it a bunch, slashed it a bunch of times. There's a lot of bullet hell going on. Um, so I'm gonna keep diving into that a little bit, so I can maybe not suck at it and give Rogue Legacy Two a shot, which is coming out in just a couple of weeks, July 23rd, and enters early access. Wow. So now, unless anybody else has games that they want to speak about, we can move into it for a newsie. <laughs> Cruising for a new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kick it. All right. Cruising for a news in the part of the show where we talk about things going on in the gaming industry slash gaming world, things that we thought were notable and wanted to chat with our listeners and viewers about. Um, Unfortunately, we got to start off with some sort of. tough stuff to talk about uh in terms of it's uh more misconduct from uh, men in power in the uh positions of power exploiting people often in sexual ways uh through various different means um many people over the past three weeks or so have been coming out sharing their stories on twitters about uh whether it's verbal abuse or uh, inappropriate behavior or uh, more serious allegations, as in sexual assault, uh, it's been kind of all over the place. And I could have put it on last week's show, could have even put it on the one before that, but I wanted to learn a little bit more about it and not jump to conclusions. And also, I don't know, is this just something I wasn't looking forward to talking about? So. I didn't want to put it off anymore. And, you know, I I listed several stories here uh, ranging from, you know, 
prominent Destiny 2 streamers being accused of inappropriate behavior, um, uh, e even more impactful to the industry. The Evo founder had some serious accusations thrown at him and the online event that was going to be held in lieu of the in-person event, which was canceled due to coronavirus, is now completely canceled. So now the first time in many years, the biggest esports slash fighting game tournament uh, of the year will not be happening. Um, and let's see, this is from a statement from the company of Evo. Uh, which is now much more than just the founder. Over the past 24 hours, in response to serious allegations recently made public on Twitter, we have made the first in a series of important decisions regarding the future of our company. The company said in a statement, progress doesn't just happen overnight or without bravery of those who speak up against misconduct and injustice. We are saddened by these events, but we are listening and committed to make making every week, uh, making every change that will be necessary in making Evo a better model for a stronger, safer co culture we all seek. Um, and this was after a story that surfaced from somebody that's been in the FGC for a long time. He put out a pretty lengthy statement on Twitter about his, his experiences as a um, a teenager with this individual. Um, and it just leads to conversations in general about... Um, <sighs> A culture that at times can i don't well can certainly be misogynistic that's for sure um everybody's uh, open to that we're going to get to it later on when we talk about what's going on with the last of us too but also where people as anthony was saying before the show might feel marginalized um or grew up as the person that people picked on and now maybe feel like that they're in a position of power, that they have an excuse to act in a shitty way. Um, I don't know. I know I know Kenny's been looking into this type of thing over the past little while, and I've been going on for a couple of minutes now. So does anybody want to chime in on, on what they've been feeling as far as the situation goes? A lot of, like, disappointment. I mean, like, a couple of these accusations that came out, definitely for Evo. Um, a couple of, like, big Smash players, I guess, got called out as well. One of them being Zero, which I follow. Um, or followed him back. He's now retired. He used to play professional Smash, and I forget. I think it was. I guess I didn't follow him that hard because I forgot what he used to play. I think it was Melee, but yeah. he was. He's more most recent accusation. People are coming forth with everything going on now on Twitter, and he's getting called out for things he's done in the past, like inappropriate um, behavior and you know stuff that he's done to others in uh, in the past in his career, which is it. It just like it's just disappointing. It just sucks. To see like somebody who yeah. you're like, oh wow, like they're really good at this thing, so they got to be like. It, it's funny how we put people on like a literal pedestal sometimes, and they're like, oh yeah, they're perfect. They can't do anything wrong. I mean, in this case, it's talking about you know Smash players <laughs> when we're all just human. No, no, com completely, Anthony. And I and I and it's insane because as Wally said, I've been kind of following it thanks to the Studio 149 guys. Every single time anything new came out, I didn't even get a chance to even see new tweets sometimes. They would they would at me on Twitter like, hey, listen, you saw this. You saw this. This just came out. Um, Zero just dropped his statement on Twitter yeah. about everything. And like at first, it was insane. Like, you know, first accusations were coming out about Zero and he was denying it. And then he kind of admitted to some of it. And then you get all the other things where it's not just inappropriate behavior 
you know, when it comes to, you know, he got accused of showing uh, underage girl hentai. And That's what it was. Yeah, he was the, some minor stuff. Oh, God. And then it was like a lot of uh, uh, accusations and a lot of, you know, secondhand knowledge of physical abuse with his ex-girlfriend girl slash girlfriend the girl he's been on and off with um so with him it was like a lot of a lot of things like that um a lot of things came out of the sky house you know zero when he first got onto the smash scene stayed at the sky house at sky's uh, you know sky had like 10 to like 20 people at one point in time living in multiple you know at multiple places that he stayed at and there i guess a big time just you know, I guess one of the guys staying there, I forgot his name, he's also big in the smashing Smash community, was actually having a relationship with a 15-year-old girl that was living there, um, who is called Jizu, Jizu, Jizu. Um, so that was a big one. You know, I guess they covered that up, you know, covered up a lot of things that happened at the Sky House, and even Sky himself, some of his behavior, he did like a whole statement on Twitch, he did a live stream for like two hours talking about the things, you know, he's not proud of doing, some of the verbal abuse he put on some of the other people who lived in the house and just how he treated people. And it's been a lot of, been a lot of things, even with the guy, you know, that's why he was mentioning evil. When that started coming out with evil, the things like, you know, the founder asking for like, there's screenshots of members from the FGC, like, of conversations they had with him where they're like, oh, you know, can I get tickets to X, Y, Z? I think one person was asking for if they, if he could hook them up with tickets to E3. And he was like, hey, you know, you can get those tickets if you send me pictures of your genitalia. And he was like, and he tried to laugh it off. And he was like, yeah, no, no pics, no tickets. Like full blown <laughs> screenshots of this. Wow, I didn't um, see that. Him just, yeah. It's once you go down the rabbit hole, Wiley. It's a big rabbit hole into all of the things that have come out within the last week and a half, two weeks. And sometimes it's just disturbing to see just how people abuse their power and just treated others and took advantage of them as, as well. For sure, and it also extends not only to people in the Twitch community and the you know fighting game esports community. But mm -hmm. it goes all the way up to um, major publishers, especially Ubisoft, um, who many people yes. oftentimes think of as a good guy developer. They have the you know very charismatic and older CEO in um, what's his name always, Yevs Guillermo, and he's very you know he was on stage with Shigeru Miyamoto, and they announced. Uh, was that Mario and Rabbids, and he's just a very friendly guy, and Ubisoft has had a very solid reputation this generation, putting out some of the best Assassin's Creed and Rainbow Six, and what else? Mario uh, Rabbids. Well, that wasn't this. Mario Rabbids. Yeah, well, no, but just this generation, they've had a very positive reputation, uh, kind of the opposite of EA, uh, as yeah. far as a big-time third-party publisher. Um, so I'm reading this story now from Engadget, uh, and this just happened yesterday. Ubisoft's vice president, vice president of editorial has resigned following accusations of assault and misconduct that emerged in recent weeks. Kotaku first reported that, uh, and his name is Maxime Biland, uh, that Biland had stepped down and Ubisoft has confirmed his resignation to Engadget. Both Biland and Tommy Francois 
the, the studio's vice president of editorial and creative services were reportedly placed on disciplinary, disciplinary leave in late June. Ubisoft has since confirmed that they uh, that Francois is on leave pending the outcome of an investigation and that had fired another employee at its Toronto studio for engaging in behaviors that do not align with what is expected of Ubisoft employees. And this guy's worked there for 20 years, worked out Assassin's Creed, Splinter Cell, Far Cry 4. Um, and this is, goes on in the article. A dozen current and former Ubisoft Toronto employees spoke with Kotaku, which published a detailed report about alleged misconduct at the studio today. They described an overall workplace culture that undervalues women's contributions, normalizes sexism and harassment, and makes excuses for the worst offenders while complaints about them go unheeded. At one point, Balin's wife, Rima Breck, was reportedly the studio's interim head of HR, and the department had a reputation for being unhelpful at best. Huh. Okay, and um, sometime, sometime when this was going on earlier in the week, uh, the creative director of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, as well as Origins and Black Flag, two of the best games. I mean, Origins is one of my favorite games of all time. He stepped down after allegations of infidelity, and I don't really think that that constitutes as abuse in its own right, but I think it, it caused a lot of um, upheaval in his personal life, and he just needed some time to sort of mm -hmm. figure things out with his wife, and I, I, so I, I don't want to speak too much on that, but just well, might... so infidelity for for a uh, smooth brain like me what's uh is that just cheating or is that what's yeah. infidelity it's okay. cheating <laughs> it's cheating on his wife okay um, i just want to be I was, I was like wait a minute i thought it was like no in, infertility that's what i'm thinking of you can't come <laughs> <laughs> that's not what that means either infer oh wait <laughs> yeah, i thought infertile was when you can't have kids right oh that's yeah it is yeah. Yeah. You, said, you, you said could, you can't come you could, you could still come oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, what comes out? If you're infertile and you still oh, come, what geez, comes out? Is it we gotta take you to the health. Come. We gotta take like... you to health class. <laughs> yeah. I never had. Okay, I never had the talk. All right, I didn't have the talk. I want. That's why I talk with you guys. We, we podcast about talking. You guys are my parents now. Yeah, Tell me what comes out of the penis when you are infertile. I got you, Anthony. You hear me? It still come. It's just that you're. Oh you really have no chance of getting a girl pregnant with oh, your okay. cum. So okay. it's like light mayonnaise at Subway compared to like the regular mayonnaise, right? Practically. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, I think I get it now. All right, all right. I hate that. As I mean, we I, move I on. <laughs> I need to, see, As I, we I'm, move I'm, on, I'm, please. <laughs> I have a smooth brain. I need things simplified down to my level. All right, so. Riley! Um, <laughs> thank you, Getty. My broader point was that, that it's it's a shame to see all this coming out. Um, you know, we, we know that there's a lot of sexual harassment in workplaces that there's a lot of yeah. un unwanted touching and advances and yeah and quid pro quo stuff that that needs to stop it's good that these people are, are speaking out and that uh, people are being held accountable I, I hope that um, that the people that haven't done something that is so bad that they cannot be forgiven. Take it as a time to to grow, and as a time to listen, and as a time to uh, promote positive change and admit that they were wrong. And I've seen a couple folks doing that, and I hope that they're being genuine. Uh, one of the people that I'm mentioning is the uh, Destiny Two streamer, um, Lono, 
Oh, let's see. Uh, is that who did it? Yeah, I believe Lono say no to rage. Uh, he had like an 11 minute apology video that to me seemed pretty sincere. And he, you know, he took uh, into account the things that he had done wrong. You know, he does say that he doesn't remember certain things that they're, he's being accused of. But um, I think it was a good step. And I think if others like him himself could come forward with similar statements that it would be uh, a way forward. Um, but it's it's sad to see. Mm -hmm. I mean, at least people are coming forward. and. I think that this whole thing had a snowball effect where more and more people felt the confidence that they could come out with some of these accusations and at least people at least people feel safe enough so that they can I don't know come out with this easy enough. Yeah. Come out with courage them, to have their voices be have their voices be heard, you know, think about mm -hmm. how long they've gone through it and and from reports and just people's, you know, experiences, you know, reading some of the tweets of other people just venting in some of the stories, you know, some people came out on Twitter and then you had other people kind of venting their frustrations of how when they voiced what happened to them, what was the response? And, you know, sometimes you see it and you're like, wow, it's horrifying that the response is X, Y, Z instead mm -hmm. of ABC. Yeah, it just like adds to like, it just adds to like the whole like climate we're living living in now too. I mean, with things that have gone on with COVID and uh, Black Lives Matter, and I mean, people people are changing. People are yeah, and feeling like they have a voice, and that's good. That's what we need. We need that change. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and speaking of not feeling safe, um, I want to skip ahead to another story here and talk about the ridiculous hate that Naughty Dog's been getting through direct messages on Twitter and through however people are getting a hold of, especially Laura Bailey and of Neil Druckmann. Uh, Neil Druckmann is the director of the game. He's been with Naughty Dog for a long time. He's kind of taken... The, he's a cool dude. He's he's a cool dude. He directed Uncharted 4 and uh, Last of Us 2, and uh, Naughty Dog put out this sort of official response. Um, Although we welcome critical discussion, we condemn any form of harassment or threats directed towards our team and cast. Their safety is our top priority. Let me with all work together to root out this type of behavior and maintain a constructive and compassionate discourse. Um, he shared a screenshot of many different messages sent to him on Twitter, uh, many of them anti-Semitic, oh many of God. them telling him to go die, many of them calling him, uh, you know, uh, essentially saying that the fact that there's a trans character makes him an SJW, and it, it's just terrible. Um, and then Laura Bailey, who plays a character that... Um, Pretty much everybody knows the spoiler now. I'm still not going to say it, but she's controversial right off the bat because of a role that she plays, and many people couldn't take the 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 risk they took with the narrative, and um, didn't like her character for whatever reasons. A lot of people think that she was trans in the game, and I actually did as well. And the reason being because she's extremely muscular, and she has sort of a a, a um just a masculine look about her and that I had heard beforehand that there was a trans character in the game and I assumed it was her and 
they've come out and said that no, she isn't. Um, there is a, another character you meet later on who's younger, and he is um, trans. That's all I'll say. Um, but so I, I was wrong about that interpretation, and maybe I was shouldn't have jumped to that conclusion. But um, it's okay. It's a better conclusion to jump to than all of these. Okay, I said I was a smooth brain. These people are fucking smooth brains. Leaving all these comments like there's. It's like, come on, especially to the voice actress, or the voice actors, voice actresses of the game. It's like, oh, you ruined my life. Like, how sad is your life that a decision in a game like this, like it, it's a decision in a game is going to ruin your life? Like what? Yeah. I don't I don't understand it. It's extremely, extremely petty. And not that this is only to games. You know, I could see that it's only, but maybe it's only to nerds because, you know, yeah. I was going to say I could see this Star going Wars. on. To Star Wars or Batman or oh, yeah. the Lord of the Rings or it's oh it's a walking walking movie where you walk the whole three movies. Something like that. Yeah, but you know is Stephen King gonna get this type of hate messages for killing off Danny in the third shining book? I, I don't know. I, I doubt it. Oh, did uh, they? No, they didn't. But they, oh, okay. the the, se- the sequel to the shining, Doctor Sleep, came out in twenty fourteen and Danny's like an old or he's like a middle-aged man, and I haven't read it yet. I just finished The Shining, though. Shining, so good. Um, I watched the movie; it was pretty good. One of my favorite movies. <laughs> I love The Shining. The movie's a great movie, but it's it's funny. The actor Stephen King, I mean the the, the author Stephen King, is actually um, not a fan. Yeah, he and... hates the movie. He fucking hates it. I, he's like, oh. I actually meant that I watched Doctor Sleep, and it was pretty good. Oh, Even though I, I also watched The Shining and that I like that as well, but I did watch Doctor Sleep. Cool. Uh, well, back to The Last of Us Two. I just want to say, like, this is disgusting that that they're having to deal with this, especially after putting out such a painstakingly, whether you love it or you hate it, beautiful work of art. I mean, the the game yeah. is just top of the line in terms of its graphical prowess, its uh, mature storytelling, its acting. It's in detailed environments. I mean, it is. It must really suck, especially after the leaks that came out two months prior to the game's release, to have it all come forth when people are allowed to write user reviews, when people have played it for themselves, and whether or even if they haven't played it for themselves and are sending these this type of vitriol is um, it's an embarrassment. So I hope. I, you know, you, you then you see the other side of it of people reaching out in in support to to Laura Bailey and to Neil Druckmann on Twitter, and hopefully that's making it easier for them, and hopefully, you know, that drowns out the haters because yeah. whether or not you you care about the the decisions they took, and if you don't, I totally understand, but it doesn't give you a right to act like that. No, seriously, mm-hmm. there's there's no reason that anybody should be, you know, it's like you said, it's a work of art. It's you know they're gonna do it at the end of the day. It's not you know as not demeaning as it sounds, but it's like they're not gonna give a shit what you think anyway. I hope. I mean, it is always good to get feedback on your you know your work and everything like that. But I mean, it's mm-hmm. there's some of those like tweets I read are just absolute like trash garbage where it's like, oh you liberal fucking cunt. Like it's clearly people that are unhinged in the highest degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I I took the time uh, out sent sent some positives. On through a tweet, so hell yeah, I nice. felt like I this is the I could do it as well. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, and, you know, and that and you did it under the tweet that she tweeted out about it. I did, yeah, that's, mm. that, that's why I did it as well. 
Ooh. Sorry. On a brighter note, really quick to switch it up, uh, GameStop is having buy one get one fifty percent off on trading cards and buy five get three free used games. In case there's eight games you want to pick up. Yeah. <laughs> Online. Never play. Exactly. Want to... Or never never ending backlog. Exactly. <laughs> That's me right here. I already I already own all five of the games on the when I went to GameStop.com. So oh, GameStop only has five games. I only I own all five of them. I don't want to look at any <laughs> other one. No more. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, our next story, moving on from the sad, not so fun to talk about stuff, Xbox show, Game Showcase has now been scheduled for July 23rd, and I wrote Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. I don't think that's right. I think it's actually like noon or one, but the date's what's important. You can find out the times. Uh, and then I wrote in subtitles, Kenny, what are you looking for forward to most here? You're the Xbox ambassador. They let you down last time with their gameplay stuff. How are they going to come back at Sony? They're going to come back with the Halo Infinite gameplay. They're doing mm, it. Yes. You me? That's, that's they are, the man. big one. You get me? They've been teasing it through tweets and everything. I think, um, I think we'll also, you know, we'll see some more of the first party studio games that's going to come to Game Pass before the end of this, you know, life cycle and also for the next one. I think we'll also, I, I, believe that they have the whole backwards compatibility down to a point that we'll see like a nice little montage of you know like just hit titles from the first xbox all the way through up to the series x right like a little montage these are these are the games that you can expect to play on your on your series x on day on launch day right you know, if you own these games already, you'll be able to play them, yada, yada, yada. That'll be like in the beginning of the presentation, I believe. Um, so those are some of the things, you know, because they've been talking about it, right? But when you actually see it and you have these games, you know, some, they might throw out Fable 1, you know, that everybody loved the first Fable when it first came out. You know, they'll throw Dude, out... if they Fable. show Fable 1... That's gonna be like, whack. They need to show new well, fable. No. <laughs> well, though, but I mean, like, though, not the new fable. Like, as in, this is what's getting released. They'll be like, oh, if you still own your Fable One from the Xbox, you'll be able to play that disc there. You know, they're mm-hmm. just gonna show their catalog from from the from there to present day of what you can play. Though we'll see more of Hell Hellblade, um, the new Hellblade game, for sure, because that's coming very soon. Um, Halo Infinite. Yeah, I wonder if we're gonna uh, get that at launch. I'm thinking because remember I was talking ta- talking to you guys about the rumor from earlier that's been gaining some traction about Microsoft being the front runner right now supposedly for to buy WB Interactive. If they're able to close that deal before the showcase, they're gonna put like something together, something big together into the showcase in regards to it. Maybe show us Batman, the teaser for him. Well. All signs point to Batman and the next Rocksteady game, which I probably should have put in the outline. That was, seems like five or six days ago. It seems like a long time ago. But um, mm-hmm. at the DC showcase that's coming up soon. In um, August, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, what what people are saying that's going to be there is... The British team, Playground Games, they're known for the Forza Horizon series. They've apparently split off into a couple teams. One of them might be working on Fable 4, Fable Infinite, Fable Legends. We're 
whatever they're going to call it. Um, and, you know, that's that's a series that never quite lived up to its potential, um, in my opinion. Like, it was always okay, but didn't hold a candle to, yeah. like, Bethesda stuff. Um, it started out amazing for the time, and then I just... Yeah. Every game after. I, the, la- the last one wasn't really all that great. I felt like I think uh, the last one kind of fell short of what I expected of it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think Same. I wanted I just more remember being out of them. What were you going to say, Wiley? <laughs> I was no, just no, going to say, ahead. I remember as a kid when I was uh, like 11 years old and I was very in- anticipating Xbox and GameCube. And I remember hearing about Project Ego which was the follow-up to Black and White, the famous PC game from Peter Molyneux. And that ended up being Fable, and it had all these ridiculous expectations and things like, oh, when you slice a tree, it's going to be sliced for life. You're going to come back, yeah. and that tree's always going to be sliced. And you're going to have a, <laughs> so it's going to influence your karma meter, and you're going to get little evil points for slashing that tree, and you're never going to forget about it the whole game. Yeah. Like, and so it, it never delivered on that. You know, you played it, and you're like, okay, I can okay. fart. That's cool. Yeah, that was the, my favorite um, part. You could <laughs> fart, you could drink, you could give drinks to other people, you could get drunk, you could nope. drink too much and throw up. You could marry. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. You could buy a house, which is sick too. You could buy property. <laughs> uh, yep. You could rent it out. Yeah, that is cool. I, I haven't played it in almost twenty years because I played. It's a, it's a played quick it game too. Game it's short for an RP, like an action RPG. It's a oh, short, yeah. short. Even doing everything, it's a short game. Uh, so in in addition to them. Uh, there's the initiative, which is the studio that was built as the quadruple A studio being built from the ground up for Xbox Game Studios with all sorts of talent from AAA developers. Um, and there's some rumors that they're going to be working on a new Perfect Dark, although they're pretty unsubstantiated. And I imagine and hope that it'll be a new IP. So. Who knows? I mean, it's a lot of unknowns. We've got several teams that may or may not be ready to show something that Microsoft picked up within the last couple of years. Um, and it'll be fun to watch. We'll certainly have our impressions. And that's Thursday, July 23rd. We'll learn a whole lot more. Maybe Xbox is priced. Do you think we'll get it then? Yes, I think so. I think that I think they want to stay a step ahead of Sony with everything. So Sony didn't announce price, so they will. They're going to kind of set the bar, you know, make and it hard for Sony to undercut them. What do you think it's going to be? Hmm. Because we're getting the two versions, right, of it? Oh, well, no. Well, that's the rumor. Rumor is two versions. I think that's also what we're going to see. Highly corroborated rumors. Yes. Um, so I think we'll see the, the much weaker version of the new system um, that day as well. But I'm thinking... Five and four fifty. So five for I'm the. I'm thinking a bigger difference from that. Yeah, I feel like it has to be a bigger difference. Five, five, five and four. Yeah, a fifty dollar difference isn't much to people. Like five fifty, maybe four fifty is what I'm gonna go with. Dude, I might was... even go six, six and four. I wouldn't be surprised. The it, the the specs are huge in difference between. They'll the probably try throwing some this game. They'll probably they I I could see them bumping it up to six hundred because they'd probably throw in like a they'll make it a bundle because they'll throw in stuff with a it. Year of game pass. Year game pass. Uh, uh, controllers, one or two headset, maybe a couple download codes for games, depending. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe it's a 
I will be surprised. I mean, if I had to guess, to, to be honest, I, I think I would put money on 500 for the X and maybe 400 for the S. But I think it'll be at least 100 in difference, but maybe even more. There's been rumors that the S is going to be, or the Series X is going to be as low as like 300. And it's going to be a night of mic drops, and Sony's not going to go what to do. Um, yep. Maybe so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, another Xbox thing that I thought was cool, uh, they had an a xCloud controller announced made by 8BitDo, or 8BitDo. Yeah, and they make a lot of controllers. It's got an 18-hour rechargeable battery set to feature ultimate control over every piece of your controller. It essentially looks like a SNES controller, except for it's got the whole R1, R2, L3, R3, and all the bells and whistles of a modern controller. Looks pretty sweet. You can easily attach it to your smartphone. And once xCloud announces, I hope we hear some more about that too. I'm sure that that's been yep. thrown into a bit of disarray due to COVID. But um, yeah, if you want to check that out, you can probably just Google xCloud controller 8 bit dough and it's available for pre-order on amazon not much more to say about that i just thought it looked super neat so i put it in and yeah, i'll pick it up last but not least another prestige television show announced for a streaming service anybody got any guesses it's in the outline hbo <laughs> fallout <laughs> Fallout. Yes, <laughs> Fallout series announced for Amazon Prime. Amazon Studios has just announced a t Fallout TV series from Westworld creators Jonathan Nolan and Lisa serving as producers. Uh, they put out a brief teaser trailer, no release date, uh, but blah, blah, blah. They're, they're quoted as saying... Fallout is one of the greatest game series of all time. Each chapter of this insanely imaginative story has cost us countless hours we could have spent with family and friends. <laughs> Interesting way to put it. <laughs> so we're incredibly excited to, to partner with Todd Howard and the rest of the brilliant lunatics at Bethesda to bring this massive, subversive, and darkly funny universe to life with Amazon Studio, said Joy and Nolan in a statement. So we got the HBO folks from... Westworld moving over to make a Fallout game. We got the HBO folks from Chernobyl moving over to make a Last of Us show. Uh, I didn't mean to say game before. What's got the better shot at success? HBO's The Last of Us or Amazon's Fallout? I'm thinking HBO. HBO's The Last of Us. Yeah. 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 Um, I think the I, I think the I, director of Chernobyl. I think it fits better with like The Last of Us more than. Fallout does with Westworld. <laughs> I think Last of Us has an advantage out the gate because they 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 already know the story they're telling. It's Joel, Joel and her, Ellie's original journey. With Fallout, that's got to be a daunting thing to write. I mean, it's such a oh, rich, yeah, so many lore, heavy yeah. universe. Ugh. Yeah, and who knows yeah, what are they going to even start with there? Um, I think that could potentially be even better. Like if they pull it off right. I think that the Fallout universe is a richer and more storied one than The Last of Us um, in terms of its scope and amount of characters and settings and the fact that we've seen Vegas and DC and Boston and okay. wherever the old ones took place. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's neat that we're getting these sort of big budget shows and 
after the success of The Witcher is what caused it because I think that nobody expected Netflix's The Witcher to be the most popular show of the first couple months when it was out. Everybody's, you know, eagerly awaiting season two. I think that they just resumed filming. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so hopefully it means that we get more good to great video game adaptations in the future. I think that Amazon and HBO both have really saw, I mean, of course HBO, but I've, I've been surprised at some of Amazon's uh, originals since I've, Reluctantly subscribe to Prime so I could watch some of them. Um, What's going to be next? Skyrim? <laughs> Skyrim. Elder Scrolls? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's an interesting question. Um, any any guesses on what's going to... What, what, what's Hulu or what's uh, Apple TV going to adapt? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Skyrim so kind of would, would be interesting. Yu-Gi-Oh! You. You say Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah. <laughs> what did you say, Tyler? I'm I can see up. something like um, Gears. You know, they've been attempting the Gears movie. I mean, I can see them shifting mm. from the movie approach to a TV series. You could see that. That could be cool. You have to get a bunch of really buff, buff dudes and gals <laughs> right. to make that one happen. Yeah. yeah. A lot of really expensive suits to take like half an hour or more than that to put on mm-hmm. like oh i've been training using my chainsaw gun all day and i so tired, right. so tired. i just want to weighs down, two, 220 pounds we're using all the throat people the <laughs> they already, they already made a persona uh, anime so yeah oh yeah. did you see that that the sure. uh, english dub the blu-rays fucking like 300 bucks what? Yeah. If you want to get the Persona wow. 5, uh, the whole season of a game you can just play for 50, 60 bucks, uh, $300 dub. <laughs> wow. Gross. That's insane. Wow. That is insane. Mm-hmm. And wow. Japanese people. What's up with those guys? What's up with those guys? <laughs> just kidding. And wow. we did, did you guys, were you guys able to check out the teaser trailer for The World Ends With You? The teaser for that anime. They dropped Whoa, what? The teaser They're making an anime of it. Yeah. Uh, what? That's sick. That'll be a great anime because I I played the game, but it's just I don't know. I I appreciate Square and their you know they they like it's on Nintendo handheld. It was originally on the DS, and then they made the remake for Switch. But it was a lot of all the mechanics eating your fingers in there all the time, and uh, I like it's like on King sale for twenty five right now. Last I checked, really on Switch. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's nice if you like the Kingdom Hearts aesthetic, you'll love this game. If you like anime, you like this game. Yeah, so they're cool. turning into the anime, and they dropped the teaser trailer for already. That's sweet. I'll have to check that out. That's cool. all right, guys and gals. Thanks for tuning in. That has been the Level with You show for this week. My name is Wiley Olmstead. I am joined by the usual gang of folks. We are live every Tuesday evening. You can catch the show. We do other streams throughout the week, as well as put up the occasional video on youtube.com slash level with you. If you have any feedback, feel free to leave it in the comments. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, stay level. Bye.